Texas. This is 13 Minutes to Magic Texas, an abbreviated limited series podcast about the TAOM, SAM, FISM, NACM combined convention in Arlington, Texas on August the 30th through September the 2nd, which we call Magic Texas. I am one of your hosts, Scott Wells. And I'm Dal Sanders president of the Texas Association of Magicians and co-producer of Magic Texas. This week, I thought we'd talk about uh, FISM itself. A few years ago, we had uh, been thinking about, I say we within the TAOM, have been thinking about uh, aligning ourselves with the uh, Federation uh, Internationale Société de Mugie, better known as FISM, and Dow was one of the people spearheading that, and I thought we would talk with him a little bit about why, I mean, the TAOM wanted to be a member uh, and who some of the other North American members are of FISM. So, Okay, well, um, it was kind of interesting the way all this came about. First of all, over a decade ago, maybe 12 years ago or something like that, Brad Jacobs asked me to, uh, he was still alive, and he was our FISM representative for the SAM. Because SAM was one of the member organizations yes. of FISM. One, yes. And, uh, uh, and he asked me to be his backup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't think anything of it. I, he always uh, let me, you know, in on the emails and the uh, newsletters, and I would sit with him at the uh, meetings and, and see how, uh, how things worked. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun, but I, you know, never thought anything about it. Well, in 2020, uh, Brad passed away. And one of my first phone calls from the president, the then president of the SAM, was, uh, hey, remember when, uh, when uh, Ice McDonald uh, appointed you as Brad's backup on uh, FISM, the FISM team? And I said, oh, yeah. He said, well, <laughs> you got a meeting tomorrow night. <laughs> like, oh, great. So it was a Zoom meeting. Uh-huh. So uh, I introduced myself and uh, I was working with uh, uh, Sean Farquhar, who was representing the IBM, mm-hmm. with... Uh, with Joan uh, Caesar, Caesar representing uh, CAM, Canadian Association of Magicians. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I was working with Max Maven, working with the yeah. AMA. Academy of Magical Arts. Yes, and uh, yeah. Renee Claude Leclerc. Uh, she was uh, representing the Quebec Festival de Magie. Okay. And uh, they were getting ready to host the, the, uh, the NACM in Quebec. And, well, at that time, it was going to be in 2020. And mm-hmm. it got pushed to 2021. That was the NACM, or was that the actual FISM that itself? That was the NACM. Okay, so they, that and was going to be the North American Championships of Magic there. Yes, and they were already planning on hosting the uh, FISM. FISM a couple years later, or yes. the next year, actually, would have been in 2021. 20, yeah. Right? But everything got pushed back, back a year because of COVID. Exactly. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, and and I mostly I kept my mouth quiet on those uh those talks, you know, I mm-hmm. made a few suggestions here and there and uh, when I asked, but I, I was learning. I was in learning mode, yeah. finding out from these people exactly what was going to be expected of me. Well, just before TAOM 2021 in Austin, mm-hmm. I got a call from uh, uh, Renee Claude and she said, Dal, we need to find a place to hold the uh, 2024 NACM. And I said, 2024, that rings a bell. Of course, I knew that was our 100th anniversary of our Assembly, uh, Assembly 13. And I knew we were already going to be hosting the, the 2024 TAOM. But I also knew that uh, TAOM was not a member 
uh, FISM at the time. Mm -hmm. So we were going to need a, uh, a partner to work with. So I called Mark Whitehouse and I said, Mark, would you like to, to partner with T uh, TAUM for a TAUM-SAM combined convention in 2024 uh, where we can host the uh, FISM competition, FISM North American Championship of Magic? And he immediately said, yes, that sounds like a great idea. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I took it to TAUM, the TAUM board. And I the idea of us aligning with FISM. FISM, mm -hmm. And I presented it, and you and about four other people in the room got it immediately. Right. And everybody else kind of looked at me like, I don't <laughs> understand what you're talking about here, you know? <laughs> and, uh, but all during the rest of the convention, people would come up and say, I figured what, what you were saying, Dal, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And so by the end of the convention, we had a lot of people on board for it. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how it took off. Why the TAOM versus others? I mean, there are other regional conventions, let's say the PCAM, and there is the MAES. I mean, I go to a lot of magic conventions, and there are, there are local conventions in which it may just call on people within a 100-mile radius or something. Uh, let's say like MONI, which is the Magician's Alliance of uh, Western New York. And so it's just in a small area, uh, and they have maybe less than 100 people who would attend. Usually that's after the 4F convention. My point is that's kind of a one-day drive-in convention, so it's short enough, close enough, people drive in, as opposed to, let's say, the Pacific Coast Area Magician, the PCAM, that is much larger and would encompass people coming down from Canada, plus uh, throughout California and, and nearby states as well. Point is, the PCAM is more in line of the size of the TAOM, although traditionally the TAOM has had uh, attendance uh, that has rivaled the IBM and SAM national conventions and in fact has exceeded it uh, until recent years when most convention attendance is down, we have been then as well. My question is about how the, or why that the, uh, the TAOM decided to align itself and become a voting member of FISM and not these other organizations or are they still kind of outstanding and they may PCAM, in. evidently, according to Sean, PCAM was a member of oh. FISM at one time. And they took out. And they, they just, uh, you know, stopped being, you know, someone forgot to pay the dues or whatever. Okay. And so they, they fell off. I, you know, I, I'm not sure what the, the background on that was. It's just that Sean told me that they were. They were, but they're no longer. And uh, since TAOM joined, we've also had the um, the... Magic Roundtable, the Chicago Magic Roundtable joined. Oh, that's right. I did see so, that. Mm -hmm. So that's new. And that's really more of a eh, kind of a regional thing that's, than yeah, also. That's, I mean, that's like a magic club. And to be honest, the Dallas Magic Club has enough members to be able to be a uh, FISM member by itself. What are the qualifications or requirements, I should say? Uh, I, I, I could... It has a certain number the, of yes. people that you have to show as members of your organization. Yes, go to FISM.org and you can see the okay. requirements. But Dallas Magic Club meets all those requirements. I see what you mean. Okay. And so, to be honest, had TAOM turned me down, I would have just had Dallas Magic Club, asked right. Dallas Magic Club to join to do it. Well, that kind of makes sense. But I also remember years ago when the IBM was considering... Was it hosting it? or I think we were voting members. It had been for a long time. It seemed like we were looking at hosting it, but there, was a, there were a lot of expenses that were involved, I guess, and they mm -hmm. decided at the time that um, we you know, don't want to 
get involved with this. I know we have expenses. I say we as the TOM and the SAM are going to be having uh, that are outside that. And we'll be talking about that later about the registration fees and, and uh, why they're a little bit higher than what typical uh, fees have been for registration. But what are the reasons that we really wanted to join? I mean, I think it is because we wanted to compete on an international schedule. Or well, not just that. It's uh, we, we wanted to see scale, magic grow. Uh, the, the reason that we had the TAOM and the SAM is to elevate and advance the art of magic and go. to provide harmony between magicians. Mm -hmm. Among magicians. Among magicians. Or between them. Well, <laughs> two, but, between means two people. Yeah. Uh, among is three or more. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> But, you know, we, we really wanted to uh, advance the work we were doing already. And so this was just a great opportunity, I think, mm -hmm. for us. And plus it fit in with the 100th anniversary of the Dallas Magic Club. That's a big deal. When an organization reaches any pinnacle, mm -hmm. whether it's a 25-year or a 50-year or a 100-year. Some milestone. We, that, this, we even have a word for, for a hundred year uh, milestone and it's centennial. Mm -hmm. You know, n not too many anniversaries have its own little private word. Well, even, that's true too, but even the Magic Circle, when they had the, the centenary uh, over there, that was just a once in a lifetime opportunity. That was so phenomenal. Uh, and the way this is shaping up, this could be something similar and comparable to what that was. So if you missed that back in, what was that, 2005 or something, mm -hmm. you don't want to miss this one. And this is, a, you know, and you're exactly right. This is a once-in-a-lifetime, never-to-be-repeated event. Of course, you know, we've had other once-in-a-lifetime, never-to-be-repeated be events that it got repeated <laughs> over and over and over again. But uh, uh, at this point, there is no plan for this to go beyond this one that's coming up. Well, I will say that uh, TAOM has decided to meet three years in a row in Arlington, but that's going to... That'll be a, a discussion for a later time. A discussion <laughs> for a later time. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called a tease. So. <laughs> and there are a lot of uh, podcast episodes that will be coming up that will be talking about just a variety of subjects. And let me just mention, by the way, that if any of you have a subject you would like to hear discussed or a question you'd like to have addressed regarding anything having to do with uh, Magic Texas, uh, whether it's going to be contests, uh, venue, uh, activities, schedule, anything else is going to be happening, please send an email to to be at magictexas.com. That's, that's, that's B E yeah. at magictexas.com because we want you to be at Magic Texas. That's just an awesome email address. So I got to thank Daryl Allen for coming up with that one <laughs> over there, who's our, our webmaster guru. And so we've got, again, a lot of different uh, people who are going to be uh, some guests in upcoming episodes who will give us uh, some insight, uh, one of whom is going to be our guest of honor, Gay Blackstone, who will uh, chat with us a little bit about uh, her life and talk about some of the activities that we're going to be having on the schedule. We already have the schedule. I believe it's posted on the website already. Isn't that right? Uh, it, by the time this is uh, broadcast, it will be. Oh, there you go. And a lot of times uh, conventions don't post that far in advance, but you'll have a better idea kind of what to expect. And uh, for more information, you can always go to magictexas.com. There you go. And you'll be routed to where you need to go to find out about uh, hotel reservations and, of course, registrations for this convention and see the schedule, etc. Anything else for this week's uh, episode? No, I just uh, I want to thank you, Scott, for uh, uh, helping us with this limited uh uh, broadcast, uh, uh, podcast. Series, yep. mm -hmm. Yes, and uh, I just want to tell everybody to uh, 
get in touch and follow us and share these uh, podcasts and uh, like them and and let's let's get this thing going viral. That's a good point. Uh, and it sounds like that uh, our 13 minutes is up. We've just had <laughs> notification there. We're trying to keep this uh, tight for all of you. So come back in a couple of weeks and hear the next episode. So uh, that was Dal Sanders. And so until our next episode, bye, y'all.